Welcome back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian and Paul. Hello. Hey, guys. Back in black with lucky number 13. That's right. So last week, we relived our middle school years with the rock band Smash Mouth. Uh, be sure, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and check it out. Um, there's some uh, there's some good stuff in there. And this week, we'll be discussing the ever-frustrating board game Simon, <laughs> and still left alive as future topics are My Wave Race 64 and Paul's Thundercats. Ho! Guys, why are you saying mean things about me? <laughs> <laughs> We're just All I said was Thundercats. Holiday festive. <laughs> <laughs> We want to take a few moments to share another five-star listener review. Uh, this week, the review comes from Sam Easy, who had this to say about us. This show is all that and a bag of chips. Five stars. Disclaimer. Side effects of listening to dating ourselves include, but are not limited to, unstoppable fits of laughter, endless nostalgia YouTube binges, inexplicable attraction to host sultry voices, Ooh. cravings Ooh. for food and drink that cannot be eaten without taking an antacid first, <laughs> anonymous and or post-traumatic flashbacks to an awkward thing you did in middle school. You know what you did. Don't pretend you don't. <laughs> this is actually all part of the review, folks. <laughs> yes, 100%. If your walks down memory lane lasts more than four hours, contact a friend. Share the nostalgia. <laughs> Thank you, Sam Easy, for yes, that they... riveting five-star review. Or same assy, which, whichever it is. I don't know. <laughs> yes. It could be same assy. <laughs> I, I do have to say, the first time I read this, I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. So thanks for the good chuckle there, Sam Easy. <laughs> He's Sam, but he ain't easy. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> That's not what I heard. <laughs> so thanks again to Sam Easy, and thank you everyone for supporting Dating Ourselves. If you haven't done so, please feel free to leave us a five-star written review on iTunes, on Google Music, on your live journal, on your Zanga account, wherever the, you want to leave on us On the wall review. of the bathroom stall, wherever you want to leave it. Um, yep. <laughs> we, appreciate and, uh, the, uh, we appreciate it. And if you do so, we will read your review that you left for us on the air too it's a great way to support the show and a good way to beat the itunes algorithm that's right it's like the final boss we're trying to beat it <laughs> we just want people <laughs> to know man we want people to get the message get the word out there spread the gospel of nostalgia that's right that's right so uh this week as adam mentioned uh we'll be covering simon the board game it's not really a board game um but it is an electronic game of memory skill it was invented by a guy by the name of ralph h bear no relation to fred bear from my knowledge uh <laughs> so, <laughs> so no no friend of ted nugent's i guess but uh yeah he also was famous for his contributions to developing the very uh well let me see if you guys remember what this is the Magnavox Odyssey. Yeah, it's a video game system. That's right. It was the very first home video game system. So before Atari, before Intellivision, it was the Magnavox. So yeah, I'm pretty sure cool. that predates us by a while. But I've you know I've seen them. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, technically Simon does too. It came out in the late '70s, but uh, similar to really? like Uno and stuff like that, it really hit its stride 
in the late 80s to late 90s. So probably that 10-year period from like 87 to 97 or so. Huh. It was co-invented by this guy named Howard J. Morrison, who is not nearly as prolific as our homeboy Ralph. Um, yeah, we don't care about Howard. He didn't invent video game systems. <laughs> yeah, come on, Howie. Step it up, man. Cut, Step it get up. Get with the game, man. <laughs> and uh, the software was programmed by a guy named Lenny Cope. Um, I thought you were going to say Lenny Kravitz for a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jay Morrison and Lenny Kravitz? How has this not been a bigger part of my life? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I can't think of a good Ralph one, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Ralph Nader. <laughs> yeah, the prolific rock star, Ralph Nader. <laughs> yeah, Ralph Lauren was the uh, inventor. Um, so, yeah. so it was originally launched in 1978. But like I mentioned, it didn't really reach the height of its popularity until about the late 80s, early 90s. Physical description of what the game looked like, it was like a solid plastic, usually either black or dark gray circle. And in the middle of the circle, there were some buttons and switches to turn it on and off. And there was different things for different types of gameplay and stuff like that. But surrounding the middle buttons were four large translucent plastic crescents. Uh, and each crescent was a different color. There was blue, red, yellow, and green. And each crescent would light up and would play a different tone. So the green was in the upper left corner. That played an E note. Uh, in the upper right corner was the red crescent. That played an A. The yellow was in the lower left. That played a C sharp. And the blue was in the lower right. And that played an E one octave higher than the green. Anyone so care to take card a card? Would that be? That I would was, be a. Uh, that was. was a, that's a E minor, or an, is that a diminished E? It's actually an A major chord, A A, a C sharp E. So, but it's in. Oh, okay. But it's in second inversion because the E is the lowest note. So. Oh okay. Yeah. So you can play Sweet Home Alabama, but not Stairway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now I really want to try playing <laughs> playing uh, Sweet Home Alabama on there. There's a there's a uh, a good friend of the show back in high school. Uh, we used to screw around with guitars and make really really stupid songs. Some good ones too, but most of the time really stupid ones. Um, and one of them was uh, it was just us playing the A chord over and over and over and over again. And the 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 tune was. The A chord's the only chord I know. <laughs> over and over and over again. Um. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like it was going to end up like the one note song by Tenacious D. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it was just It was just like strumming the A chord once. Thank you. <laughs> You've been beautiful. This I'm just going to bend it a little bit. Going to bend it a little bit. <laughs> so... As I mentioned, each of the crescents lit up through the translucent plastic um, at different intervals in different order. Um, and the tones were supposed to represent the tones of a bugle. So you'll actually get like the, the good morning thing um, if you played it fast enough. So, um, uh. yeah. So the basically how the game came to be, it was a mix of the children's game Simon Says... So, you know, Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, touch your shoe, touch your head. Oh, Simon didn't say touch your head. You got to sit your ass down. Um, 
And it was a mix I of... I never played it that aggressive <laughs> before. Extreme, Simon says. Yeah, as I say, well, we went to public school, you know. It was it was rough, so... Uh, <laughs> That's true. Um, Both hills up way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a mix of Simon Says and the 1974 snooze fest of Atari's Touch Me. Um, <laughs> uh, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not to be confused with Jim Morrison's Touch Me. It was a, a different thing. Uh, but the game was played through a series of sequences, randomly ordered flashing lights. So the light would illuminate behind the plastic crescent, and you had to press the one that lit up. So, for example, if the red crescent lit up, you'd have to press the red crescent. You'd have to do it in like two seconds or less, otherwise you'd lose. And that's round one. Yay! And then after you get through round one, the same crescent would light up again. So it would be red, and then let's say after that, maybe it's blue. So then you'd have to do red-blue. So that's round two. So each round progressively got harder because it would build off of the original prompt, but then would keep putting more on. And you couldn't like do it one at a time. You'd have to wait till that entire thing got done. So let's say it started with red and then blue but then went to yellow, and then red, and then red again, and then red a third time, and then yellow, and then green, and then red, and then yellow, you'd have to do all of those in that exact order once it stopped showing you the order. I would like to point out, I just got anxiety trying to follow that as you were going through. I was like, okay, I got this. Oh, God, he's going too fast. He's going too fast. Stop, stop, stop. And that would be roughly the sound that it would make if you didn't get it in time or if you had any type of misstep. It was just like the uh, the final buzzer at a hockey game. Um, so you couldn't, like I mentioned, interrupt the sequence at all. You had to wait till the sequence was finished before you could start inputting the different uh the different prompts but what do you guys remember about this game i remember it was horribly frustrating <laughs> i was gonna say as i just mentioned anxiety lots and <laughs> lots of anxiety as it got to be faster and more things to remember i would get very anxious and i, I would uh start like just after a while i would i wouldn't be able to handle it anymore i would be like all right I gotta stop. like i'm done I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. It's too much pressure. There is up to a certain speed. And when I say this, I'm remembering like, you know, 10 year old me. So there might be a difference in reaction time now. But up to a certain speed. Why would you speed, say that? <laughs> College was hard. <laughs> up to a certain speed, I felt that I was fairly good at it. But then it was like, it didn't matter if I could remember the pattern or not. Once you had to go at a certain pace, I couldn't do it anymore. It was almost like a switch flipped and I was done. Even though if you needed me to write out the pattern, I could do it. I could not for the life of me. Once it hit the, you know, when the tones almost sound like, you know, like scratches on the guitar string, I, I'm done. Like, that's too fast. Right. Yeah. Right. Like Flight of the Bumblebee almost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that got hard after a while. And I don't, honestly, I don't even know if I ever made it to that level. But once you started getting like 10, 15, 20, you know, sequences deep, I was like, oh God, like how am I supposed to remember this? I don't know how you ever got to 20 sequences deep. That must, you must have been like, I don't know. Oh, I don't, th- I don't think I ever actually got that 
like, the, the deep, Simon I, Savant. <laughs> see, I would just, I would clear my, I would try and clear my head of everything, not pay attention to everything, and then that like five second gap before it started the next sequence, I just purged. I couldn't tell you what came before it. I would just, you know, find my center and then go again, kind of like uh, memorizing pi. Oh. <laughs> you just break it into small digits and then you don't necessarily like remember them all you remember the the sequence yeah something i'm ashamed to say i could probably still do <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was never my strong suit i remember mole day and pie day in high school um yeah all those fancy number days um, mole day was fun did did you guys have the uh, Did you guys go on the mole day breakfast thing? I never did. Um, I did. Just me went I did to the every Rainbow year. Grill and got some breakfast. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, me and another guy that was in our class, we used to get together and we would write parodies that were chemistry based. For those of you who aren't familiar with what mole day is, a mole is six point zero two times ten to the twenty third. I think. And I yeah. don't remember what the number actually is used for in chemistry, but it's some type of equation, and that that that's a that's a variable in the equation. Um, but it would happen every you know ten twenty three, so every October yeah October twenty third, and they'd have us go out to breakfast, and there was like a big party, and I remember they would use they used to bring in fabric and stuffing, and they would have patterns you could cut out and make your own moles um yep. so like actually little like i can't think of what that little shit's name is uh the little little mole <laughs> on on danger mouse what is his name morocco no that's not morocco that was secret squirrel yep yep maybe he's not even a mole i thought he was shoot <laughs> kind of like the mole in uh, Austin Powers gold number. Molly, molly, molly. We're not supposed to talk about the mole, but there it is, staring me in the face. <laughs> That's a savage reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get the joke, that was uh, Fred Savage or Ben. I always get the two confused. I think it's Fred, given the time frame. Because no, yeah, it's Fred. It's Fred Savage. Yeah, it's Fred Savage. Ben Savage is on Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the it was it the was one Wonder from Years Savage. Wonder Years, yeah. yes. And uh, it was Penfold was the little guy I was thinking of, but he's according to according to Wikipedia, he's a hamster, so he was not a mole. So <laughs> a mole hamster, same thing. Well, was he a hamster that was a mole? I mean, it was a spy show. <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. That'd be confusing. I really felt that there was a mole. Um, yeah, Colonel K was a walrus. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am thinking of a secret, secret squirrel. squirrel. Maybe I am thinking of secret squirrel. Anyway, moving on to bigger and better lighting up things. So Simon was originally manufactured and distributed by Milton Bradley. Apparently, I didn't realize this until doing research on this topic, that Milton Bradley no longer exists. Really? It does not. It was Where actually... Did they go under? Is it, it was, just a brand name? It now? was bought by Hasbro. Yeah. So they may yeah. still use it as like a moniker to sell things under, but the company itself does not exist. When do you guys when was the last time you guys actually played Simon? Oh god. Uh, the original or like a knockoff? Oh, um, I'm happy to discuss either, because there's a whole slew of different knockoffs. Well, 
And the last time I played True Simon was probably middle school, maybe freshman year. I school. really thought you were going to say Truth or Dare Simon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as knockoffs go, uh, I remember a friend of ours had bought a special version uh, off of eBay when eBay was still new and exciting and not regulated. Mm-hmm. He had found a version that someone had made that would shock you if you did the wrong pattern. And it was meant to be played in a group. So basically, it would do the pattern, and then each person had to push their button when it came up. And if they screwed up the pattern, then they got shot. Or if you went out of turn or basically interjected inappropriately. Anyway, it shocked you. And it was not like a little shock. There was arcing. Oh my my god. (laughs) That's illegal (laughs) yes very much so and i have looked forever to see if i could find something else like it and i I think i'm just gonna have to build it if i want to play it again uh why would you want to play it again um to be honest i don't really know other than it might actually help my memory it's you know it's positive reinforcement (laughs) the pavlov's dog (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another? (laughs) Negative reinforcement. Every time he gets one wrong, he gets shot. Plus, when you guys come home at Christmas, then we have something to do for the show. That's right. That's right. People will (laughs) love to listen to that as one of our computers gets shorted out. (laughs) Do you have your finger on the dump button? Because it's about to get heavy. (laughs) The entire the entire twenty minutes just gets completely uh, I never dumped knew out. You were a soprano. <laughs> <laughs> so so you so you said college was when you guys played that version. The actual yes. regulated, um, not trying to kill you version. Uh, the one that won't like alarm you when you try to leave the yard. <laughs> w- when was the last time you played that the Milton Bradley version? Middle school. Middle school. What about you, Adam? Probably, probably elementary school for me. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time for me too. Uh, I remember someone I knew. I can't remember who it was now. Had like a keychain with it on there, um, which oh, was really cool because cool if you were like just bored, like waiting for the bus or something like that, you could pull it out and play. But sometimes that it would was go back off. before you had video games on your cell phone. That's right. To play. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, but I would imagine that it would probably go off in your pocket from time to time, and that would probably be annoying. So That's true. What I've always wondered, we talked about this with Uno as well. Uno was a game that we all played when we were little kids, and we kind of stopped playing it for the most part. Except for me, I, I got like reintroduced to it at about like 28, 29 years old uh, as a game to play when we would go from brewery to brewery around the D.C. area. It was a nice way to kind of get to know people around you and it was a really uh you know a no pressure way to get people involved i wonder why simon hasn't become a drinking game oh man yeah like if you break the the cycle or whatever you have to chug or something yeah like i don't know why that's not um why that's not the the case i don't know maybe it, it may the only thing i can think of is you know uno it's a deck of cards so yeah. you just kind of bring a uh, deck of cards with you. Simon would be a little harder because you'd have to have the actual physical game with you. That might be maybe it's a little less common for people to walk around with a you know 
outdated <laughs> video I mean, it, it definitely would be weird for sure but at the same time it's about the size of a frisbee you know i mean it's not like yeah it's not like you're bringing like monopoly and setting that up on the like bar top uh <laughs> i think that bar, the reason bartender it, it's gonna be a real long night we're playing monopoly <laughs> we're playing monopoly I, until i have this board cleared last calls in four hours <laughs> i think if you did it as a drinking game it would kill you like it might go well the first round but it's kind of like trying to do a shot every time tony montana says the f-bomb you know <laughs> I, it's I not the, humanly possible i think the best equivalent of that would be the drinking game Black Label Society, uh, oh, which yeah. is oh, yeah. is the most ill-advised drinking game of all time. We've only um, ever a, played a uh, a modified version of that. Yes, if you if yeah. you remember, because the way we played it, uh, Zach Wild from Black Label Society, Ozzy Osbourne, he's played in a whole bunch of other different bands. He's known prolifically for pinch harmonics or squeals on the guitar so like if you think of the song crazy babies for example by ozzy um that that riff the like the little squeak squeal thing in there every time he does one of those you're what we would do is we take a drink of beer like like one gulp of beer the way you're supposed to play is you're supposed to do a shot of black label jack daniels every single time that uh it was a, it was a game invented by the band Trivium, if I remember correctly. I and, think that sounds right. Yeah, and they said they never made it more than like one or two songs into a Black Label Society album because he does so many pinch harmonics that you'd basically finish off a bottle within like you know six to ten minutes, and then they would all be passed out after that. <laughs> probably died of alcohol poisoning at some point oh yeah like i mean like the song like hellraiser for example I, there's got to be at least like 40 pinch harmonics or what's that other song that the really big one that zach wilde played on uh for ozzy or yeah yeah uh perry mason no, there's a lot in that one too uh no more tears duh that's the name of the album oh yeah um that, that's got a ton of them in there yeah or or uh, even like I was I remember like a while back I just wanted to see how bad it would be not actually trying it like you know the drinking aspect of it but I just wanted to see like if I actually counted and went along with it how many shots would you have to take within a certain amount of time I think in one song it would have been something like 40 shots or something like that Whew. Yeah, yeah, it it was one of the songs off of the Mafia album by Black Label Society. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it might have been What's In You, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, I think my final count was like, you know, 38 or 39 pinch harmonics in that song. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of them, uh, so like the main riff had quite a few of it, because the main riff, like, that's kind of the ending of every phrase of that riff. But then the actual solo, it was like, oh, God, (laughs) just so many pinch harmonics. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it would Simon be a good drinking game, uh, better than Black Label Society. Um, Yes. I guess my (laughs) thought about how you would play it is you would like just pass it back and forth. So almost kind of like you would play catchphrase, right? So someone would guess it and then you tap it and pass it to them and they'd make you guess the next word 
I, I would say like, oh, okay, blue lit up. I press blue and then I pass it to Paul. And it's like, oh, blue, yellow, blue, yellow. Now I pass it to Adam. Oh, blue, yellow, green. Oh, blue, yellow, green. Pass it back to Brian. Oh, yeah. And then whoever it lands on, whoever doesn't complete their process. Like if you drank every single time you failed or <laughs> I don't know. Like there's a lot of ways it could end really badly. But I feel like that would be at least like. Plus, it's, it's an easy game to learn. It's easy to clean up. It's the size of a Frisbee, so you can take it with you. I think it'd be a good game for making friends, especially if you made like a small circle, you know? Um, I don't know. There you go. To me, it's just, it's it's strange that that's never been, uh, never been as widely accepted as. So you're as, saying we need to start a social media campaign to uh, dethrone the Tide Pod Challenge and institute Simon? Oh, God. Well, unless you're planning <laughs> on eating the batteries from the inside of Simon, I don't think there's going to be any long-lasting digestive damage from playing Simon at a bar. Um, <laughs> oh, I could be gosh. wrong. I could be wrong. But uh, <laughs> um, so, just some uh, examples of Simon in pop culture. In 1987, Stephen King's Tommy Knockers. There was a forgotten yeah. Simon game in the back of the reporter's car or whatever. And apparently it started heating up and smoking and started burning the seat and they had to throw it out of the vehicle. In Robot Chicken, there's a really great episode or a short in an episode uh, where Dick Cheney is brought back Iron Man style and his heart is replaced <laughs> with, a, with a Simon game. Uh, <laughs> those are probably my t- the two biggest ones. There's obviously it's been on Family Guy, it's been on It's Always Sunny, even in Despicable Me Three. It's it's something that's you know it's oh, been yeah, around. Bathazar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so it's it's definitely been around. So that, in a nutshell, is about all I have for Simon. Did you guys have anything else? Well, going Anxiety. back to the the despicable me three thing doesn't he use it as it's his door entry like before you can enter the lab you have to like complete the sequence i'm trying to remember if it was that if it was his alarm clock or what it was but yeah it was definitely something like that where it was like like it was like the past could you imagine if you had to complete the sequence before you could open the door yeah no kidding i I wonder how long (laughs) that would take like how long it would take to beat simon it's it's like it's like beating tetris or something like it never ends it just gets faster and longer or uh (laughs) (laughs) pac-man you just keep going until the game no longer has code to run i was i always thought the name simon was clever you know yeah going after the simon says type thing because that is basically what it's doing it's like hey push the green button all right now push the green button and then the yellow button okay i don't know i always thought that was clever but yeah, um, yeah. I think that's about all I have on the topic of Simon. We'd like to thank uh, nobody for suggesting that. Um, I can't believe that it was not a multi-time nobody. requested topic. Yeah, <laughs> Odysseus uh, actually submitted it. <laughs> that's a little before our timeline, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's before most timelines of yeah. pop culture. I'll try to limit my Cyclops jokes to once every 13 episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody blinded me (laughs) exactly exactly um so we've come to that special time folks where we're going to visit the hopper of imagination and uh, find out what my new topic is going to be get to the hopper i'm kind of nervous i've never been on this side of it i've always been the one manning the hopper so this is uh (laughs) so 
So while Adam's readying the hopper, we want to remind all our listeners that if there's a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, you can submit those at datingourselvespodcast.com. We've got a website. (laughs) (laughs) So I have... Uh, selected three topics just like in the last episode if you joined us for episode 12 uh, I have three topics one from three different categories uh, I'm going to I'm going to give Brian the option of one of these three topics and then whatever the topic he picks is he will get the already pre-selected uh, from our Hopper of imagination, the pre-selected. So you're gonna you're gonna share the categories, and then based on yes. that, based on that, you're gonna tell me what that topic is for. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I think I, I misspoke when I said topics. But yeah, yeah the, you the, uh, the you may categories. have had what uh, what my dad calls a vowel movement. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So I will uh, provide Brian with the three categories, and then he will pick that, and there will be a topic associated with that. So Brian. Would you like a game show, movie, or TV show? Oh. Have oh. we ever done a game show? We have not. Uh, I think I'm going to go with game show. All right. Then your topic is now going to be where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, the oh, game show. Oh, the game show. show. All right. All right. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you specified that, too, because there's definitely the uh, cartoon series. And then yep. there's also the the PC game as well. There's multiple PC games, but anyway, the politically uh, correct game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are talking about the one featuring the rock group Alcapella, correct? Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> so if you guys like what you heard, there is definitely more to come. You can check oh, us whoa, out. Oh, wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! We what? don't know what our topic's going to be next week. Oh, I'm sorry. We definitely have to do some nostalgia combat. <laughs> nostalgia combat! Nostalgia combat! <laughs> All right, okay. so folks, the way this is going to work is now that my topic is where in the world is Carmen San Diego, um, we are going to decide right now, fair and square, to the death, um, whether or not we're yes. going to be dis- discussing Thundercats next week or. Um, Wave Race 64. So, um, I have a numeric trivia question from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s. Whoever gets closest to this number, they're going to be the one leading their topic. So, Paul with Thundercats or Adam with uh, Wave Race 64. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. In the 1996 Summer Olympics held in Atlanta... The U.S. won the most total medals with 101. However, they did not receive the most bronze medals. How many bronze medals did the country with the most win? Ooh, that's a good one. Paul, Paul I, I'll defer to you this time. <laughs> this was the Olympics where Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, right? Broken freaking neck. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how many gold medal or how many bronze medals does a country typically win. I'm I, I'm gonna say forty two. The answer to life, universe, and everything. <laughs> all right, all right. When in doubt, go with forty two. Uh, I'm gonna say um, I'll say twenty five bronze medals. 
The correct answer, um, we will not need a tiebreaker because the question, the tiebreaker question was going to be which country that was, was Germany won 27 bronze medals. So Ooh. Adam, you were the closest. Uh, only two off. So next week we will be discussing wave race 64. Uh, so Thundercats and where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Still topics to come up. Thanks for joining us on Dating Ourselves. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Yeah, and if you liked what you guys heard, there's definitely more to come. You can check us out at www.datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And you can check out our Contact Us tab if you'd like to submit your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us submissions at datingourselvespodcast.aol.com. We've got mail. <laughs> In addition to iTunes, you can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Google Music, and wherever podcasts are downloaded. And you can check out additional content from us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash datingourselvespodcast. If you're on Instagram, you can check us out, uh, Dating Ourselves Podcast. And we do the Twitter thing, too, at Dated Podcast. And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dated. See you guys. See ya. Bye.